Okay, we are live. I think we connected a lot easier this time than we did last time. I think that could be because Mr. J and Smitty are out of here. We'll see. Yeah, they're not they're not bringing us down this time. <laughs> their or their internet's not bringing us down. They right. They are that's what I meant. That's uh, great. People, obviously, so. that's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna get things started with Larry, a very special introduction by the one and only Larry. Here we go. All Things Unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Needs. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. All right. Well, welcome all of you unexplained ones out there. Thank you so much for joining us. For those of you that are joining us for the second time for our special guest, Lucy Hustle, we certainly appreciate you. We're getting lots of hellos from all over the place, Canada, New Jersey. We are so happy to have everybody with us again. And those of you that are tuning in for the first time, welcome. I am CJ Derringer here with Dr. Mounts. We are missing Smitty Neves today, but you got a little taste of him last time, and uh, I'm certainly happy to be back this time around. So Lucy, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me back. Yay. Yes. So I have to say that, CJ, I, I prepared a special drink for myself in honor of so many listeners in the UK today. So I prepared oh, my yeah. version. Look at, check this out. Of a Pim's cup. <laughs> so is that something that people actually drink there? I mean, Tim's been very into it recently with the uh, British Open and Wimbledon. Do people actually drink Pim's cups in the UK? They do, yeah. Oh, boom, there we go. So, <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be the epitome of British eccentricity here so i've got a, a giant cucumber for my garden in there i've got it loaded down with strawberries and who knows what else is in there but i actually made these for the first time ever this weekend believe it or not we had an unexplained get together a little unexplained party <laughs> and cj was there and larry our intro man and exit man he was there and he got to try one and so it went over so well i liked it so much i said we got Lucy Castle on with us again. I, I need to make one for today. Yes. Well, it looks very tasty. Wish I had one. This is one of the drawbacks of doing things remotely is that you couldn't make me a drink as well, but all good. I'll be okay. Um, so let's just jump right in to what got us together, which was your UFO sighting. And um, tell us a little bit about that day, what you saw and what you remember from it. Uh, yeah, 30th of May of the sunset. So I went upstairs to my bedroom to take some better pictures. And um, I was clicking away and that's where I saw the Tic Tac UFO just hovering. 
So I managed to take some pictures and with a blink of an eye, it just disappeared again. So that sunset in and of itself looked pretty phenomenal. Is that typical of something that you would see where you lived? Is it, is it always that bright and colorful? No, if it's really hot day, yes. Like it has been, okay. like a very fiery sky. Gotcha. Okay. And so you looked up, you're looking at the sunset and you see this object in the sky. How long would you say that it was in your view? About 40 seconds. Oh, okay. That's longer than I thought, actually. So you pulled out your phone and you caught this picture and then what happened next? Well, I was just, I took a picture and it was still hovering for an extra 20 seconds after I took the picture. And with a blink of an eye, it just gone so fast. I didn't even see what direction it went, what maneuver it took. Just gone. Amazing. Oh gosh, <laughs> you know, Tim, what that reminds me of is um, we had a girl named Tanya on the show a few months back and she had her own UFO sighting back in 2002, I think it was. And she said the same thing. She was looking at hers was far bigger than what you saw, but she was looking at it and with a blink of an eye, gone. She couldn't tell you what direction yeah. it went, left, right, up, down, what have you. It just was gone as if it vanished in midair. Is that what this felt like too? It just sort of vanished from your view? Yeah. They probably just switched the dimensions. Yeah. 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 That's a great That's point. So fascinating. And you know, there's a lot of theories about that, about their ability to disappear. And some of the most common ones are, you know, they're defying our current technological laws of physics in ways that we nor any other country that we know of can ha duplicate. Or they have some sort of cloaking technology that enables them to disappear from our most advanced sensors at the moment. And so perhaps they're just allowing us to see them in some moments. But Lucy, that's a great point because we've heard this theory before and I think it's a, a terrific theory that they could just be shifting dimensions and moving from our dimension of our current senses and just instead of actually moving away they're just tra teleporting or transporting to a different dimension and that that also would certainly explain their ability to just completely disappear yeah yeah so one thing that really fascinated me about all of this actually is you, Lucy, you take this picture and now if you search Lucy Castle on the internet, there are thousands of links and articles to your picture. So after you took the picture, where did you publish it? How did this get picked up by the Associated Press and spread all over the world? I um, I follow a lot of UFO pages in the UK and I put my story on there just talking about it and it was actually someone stole my story and picture and sold it to the national newspapers. Oh no. What? <laughs> they sold it? Yeah. Why does that not surprise me? Yeah. Some, somebody got money for your picture? 
Yeah. That is so frustrating. This is wrong. Oh my goodness. So how did you get your face out there? How did you make it known that actually you're the one that took this picture and shared the story? Well, I had loads of contact, people contacting me, um, different newspapers are talking about it with me, emailing me, and I just I just told them the truth, and it went from there, and it's just escalated, and it seems to be this story is everywhere now, all around America, I think. Yeah, it is America. It is. I remember seeing a newspaper. We had a great comment here from Amy listener Amy Tomzak she says she had a sighting here in Durham a few months ago and Amy I do not think that's Durham North Carolina please correct me if I'm wrong I think that she said that's Durham California I think but it could be Durham Canada even but she went out to check the gates and the horses at sunset and it was hovering above our property for several minutes I could see this the distortion field around it and and wow what a great story amy i would appreciate if you would reach out to us on social media or send us an email about this incident uh, thank you durham california she said and, and cj you're from durham or california i should say do you, do you know where durham is no i had never heard of durham california in fact when i saw she said durham i thought north carolina where we are <laughs> And, you know, that distortion field she mentions is very interesting. That seems to support the, th the two theories of either cloaking technology or moving into another dimension. So just a tremendous listener story there about her, her encounter. I've encouraged her to message us. If you're just tuning in, we're, we're talking to Lucy Castle. She is originally from Cornwall in the UK, works as a dietary consultant and nutritionist, but also, and this is where the news just kind of, you know, left her story, but she's also a light warrior slash starseed, and she encountered a Tic Tac UFO, which was very reminiscent of the USS Nimitz's encounter off the coast of San Diego in 2004. CJ, do you remember that story? Oh, I do. And that story has really made a comeback too. In fact, maybe it's only just now being released as they've been authorized to share the information. And so I've watched several videos on um, that pilot. And there were two pilots, actually, I believe they have discussed it. And it's so fascinating. Their story is really incredible. Oh, yeah, so the video of that incident, you know, I believe was actually out for a fair amount of time. But, like a oh, lot of things... Oh, I haven't seen the video. I didn't oh, see yeah. a video of it. I've just heard well, them you... talking about it. Well, you need to watch it. I'll put it up on our social media, and you can find us on Facebook at All Things Unexplained Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at All Things Unexplained Podcast, Twitter, AT Unexplained we're also on Reddit, but I'll put it up on our social media. And so, yeah, this video, so they, they had video of the encounter, right? And, of course, like lots of things, the video is just out there. It was released by a whistleblower, if, if you were. And nobody really took it serious, right? But then 
so many people kept honing in on it and so much more kept being released and then all of a sudden the pentagon said yes this is actually video from our pilots of their encounter with an unexplained aerial phenomenon or ufo as it were and and it was the pilots themselves that originated the term the tic tac ufo because in their opinion it looked like the tic tac you know the candy that was at least popular here in america i have no idea if it was popular in the uk but just kind of a an elongated oval if you were uh a sort of a oval prism i guess with no visible means of propulsion or anything else and these pilots tracked it on their sensors for quite a while until guess what it disappeared just suddenly disappeared and boom it was gone so tell me and the interesting thing about that is you know that was in america of course off the coast of san diego so off the west coast over the pacific but we have a very hard time disseminating credible stories from other countries right so it's hard to know it's just is this just a phenomenon with our military and and with the u.s or does it happen in other places and lucy that's what's great about your story is it actually gives confirmation to us that this sort of phenomenon is happening around the world yeah that's right now is the ufo phenomenon as big where you are as it is here because it's everybody's talking about it now ever since i started this podcast i have friends family everybody sends me all of the ufo stories that come out online or on the news are people very into it there too they are more than ever now because of this disclosures coming and there's more sightings and more people are talking about it did you ever foresee yourself being in such limelight? I mean, did you go from just being an average person every day to suddenly you have this experience and you post a picture and now every news outlet, internet website has your name on it? How do you deal with that? No, I just, I just can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a wild ride, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently upstairs in my studio. Our unexplained air conditioner is out. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but it, I'm on the third floor of the unexplained studios, and I had to make me an ice-cold Pimm's cup to go with today's episode because it is hotter than the 20th level of Dante's Inferno up here. It is... Was that another British reference? It is hot up here. <laughs> So I'm trying to disguise the sweat pouring off my forehead right now and trying to mask it with this ice cold drink. <laughs> You're doing a good job. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so last time you guys did this show, I was sort of behind the scenes. I have a newborn baby who you all will hear very soon, I'm sure, and probably see at some point. Um, but I was blown away, Lucy, by your supporters. I could not believe how many people were just sending positive vibes and love and we're here for you and we're proud of you and you're amazing i'm like i need this yeah. i just need people saying this to me as i like live my daily life raising my kids and so we learned that you are a it's a light warrior right and a star seed 
these were all terms that were very new to me. And for those that are listening the first time, would you explain a little bit about what, um, what light warriors are? Well, starseed light warriors are those who know they are multidimensional beings and there's more to life what we see on earth. We know that it's more than just mind and body at the same time's journey where our soul origins are from. Uh, we're connected to crystals, stars, plants, Mother Earth, everything around us. And we assist Earth using our lights. It's wonderful. And it just seems like everybody who is involved is very positive, very full of love. Um, for somebody that, you know, that your message resonates with, that's watching this right now that thinks they want to get involved, what would be the first step? Where could somebody go to learn more about um, becoming a light warrior? Well, it comes from your, your actually soul origin. There's 140,000 star seeds on Earth. And it's ones that don't fit in, then they just know from here. And if they find out they're a star seed, then um, they'll find out their own missions and their soul journeys and more comes from about themselves more. And it's great for your body to receive lessons in your soul growth as well. Now you're chosen to be here for your soul mission and connecting with star families. And one interesting thing I learned, CJ and Lucy, about star seeds and light warriors is this connection with the Palladian star cluster, which we can go outside on a clear night and actually see for ourselves. I believe it's connected with the uh, Taurus galaxy or Taurus galaxy. And I had a little something fun here. I thought that we could have a little quiz. I thought that if CJ and Lucy were up for it, we could play a little quiz about, you know, are you a starseed, a Palladian starseed? And this will give our listeners a little chance to find out. There might be some baby crying in the background, but I'm up for it. Hey, that's okay. I think that it's part of the challenge. This will give our listeners a great, some great insight into, you know, could they be a, a Palladian starseed? What makes a Palladian starseed? So, here we go, CJ and Lucy. So, let, let's talk about what makes a Palladian starseed. I've got 21 or 22 different things. So, I'm going to see between CJ and, and Lucy and myself about us. So now, we already know about Lucy, but we don't know about CJ yet, but I've got my guesses. So, number one, right. number one trait of a Palladian starseed sensitive you feel more sensitive than other people you may have been told to toughen up as a child or were called a crybaby you're sensitive to other people's emotions and needs <laughs> my dad definitely wants me to toughen up um i would say i am not as emotional about myself but i do think i feel sensitive to other people's emotions and needs for sure great answers lucy i assume you fall in the sensitive Spectrum. Highly sensitive. <laughs> and I think we're going to get into the, more of this later. We've actually had other guests on the shows that talked about how they were so sensitive. And this actually gets into some other things, such as clairsentience and claircognizance. And, but we've had other guests comment about how they were so sensitive 
they actually had tough times being in a crowd of people because of their ability to sense emotions and thoughts and feelings around them. Uh, does this sound familiar to you, Lucy or CJ? It does, yeah, because I'm an introvert. Are you? I, w I would say that does not sound very familiar to me. I one-on-one, -on -one, I can feel other people's emotions, and but I think I, I don't. I'm not overwhelmed in a group of people now. But does that? Do you think that that's true for most um, Palladians, Lucy? Does that ring true for a lot of the people that you've met? They are very sensitive. Oh, I'm getting so many wonderful comments. Thank you for all of the comments on my beautiful baby. I, I do love him very much. <laughs> I, t I told you it was the perfect idea to bring him on the show. And it, it, it the baby is him, correct, CJ? Yes. Did I say her? <laughs> I have no, there were some listeners. So I called him her. Maybe you said her. There were some listeners that said her. <laughs> So, it's listener Amy Tomzak says she has to head out and feed the horses. Much respect to that. That reminds me of your aunt, California, CJ, who actually has horses and an yeah. alpaca farm, right? Yes. Yep. She's an alpaca rancher. She <laughs> has tons of alpacas. Lots of work on her hands, for sure. So, next up on, and by the way, I love me some alpaca socks. Can't enough of them. <laughs> Next up on the emotionally intelligent, or I'm sorry, on the Palladian starseed spectrum, is starseeds tend to be emotionally intelligent. Can you read other people like an open book? Palladian starseeds tend to be extremely emotional, extremely emotionally intelligent, and can quickly pick up on subtle clues and nuances. CJ, does that sound like you? Hey, Unexplained Ones, this is Dr. Mounts. We would love for you to follow us and give us a five-star review. Check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. There you will find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon. This podcast is made possible with support from listeners like you. We are also brought to you by Coma Toast Tacos, home of Squatching.com, where you'll find my Bigfoot-themed children's books. We appreciate you. And now more Lucy Castle. Lady and Star Seeds tend to be extremely emotional, extremely emotionally intelligent, and can quickly pick up on subtle clues and nuances. CJ, does that sound like you? What do you think, Tim? <laughs> um, I would Very say much so. As a matter of fact, I know you said the last thing wasn't exactly like you as far as having a hard time with crowds. But one thing in my research I noticed is that there definitely are very, just like all people, there's variations even amongst Palladian star seeds. So they're all individuals. They might have some traits that tend to be, you know, common, but certainly they vary just like everybody is different. Lucy, would you describe yourself as a little more emotionally intelligent? Yeah, very emotionally intelligent. As a clairsentience, I sense and feel emotions from people and their energy. 
Lucy, is anybody else in your family like this as well? Does anybody else sort of identify the same way that you do, or are you the only one in your family? No, no, I'm the black sheep of the family. Are you? I, yeah, I kind of gathered that maybe you might be. And so do you read them very well, and are they open to that, or does it drive them crazy? No, they're open to that. They accept who I am and what I am. and. Wonderful. That's good. I know that uh, it drives Dr. Mount Tim crazy when I can read him. <laughs> what? Either that or I just don't ever tell you when you're wrong. So, <laughs> I was, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would actually like to clarify a little bit on this notion of clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. So, based on my research, clairvoyance are able to see things and claircognizance know things. Clairaudience can hear things and clairsentience can feel things. Now, Lu Lucy, which which one of those best describes you? Maybe maybe it's all of them, or, or are you some combination of of those categories? Uh, I am clairsentience and clairgognizance. So you have extra sensory of feeling things and knowing things. Yeah, it's like a premonition of the clairgognience. Very interesting. And now that you say that, number three on our list of Are You a Palladian Starseed? And by the way, listener Trent Leonard says, I am thinking something right now, Dr. Mounts. Yeah, it's probably not very nice. <laughs> we can read that at least. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just the host. So <laughs> I'm glad you're thinking though. That's a good start to a successful future. Number three on our <laughs> Palladian Starseed list here. Intuitive. Palladian Starseeds tend to be intuitive. You have often have a gut feeling that you just can't explain. It feels intense at times. You feel anxious when you don't listen to it. You lean towards operating with your heart and not your head. It kind of makes me think about CJ. Yeah, that's Lucy, right, Do those things sound familiar? Yep. Yes. So we're right on the money here. I use my intuition, intuition <laughs> for absolutely everything. Oh, that's a gift for sure. I question my intuition a lot. I do. So I have a question. I have a lot of it. <laughs> Also, I'm sleep deprived, so that could. Be <laughs> you know, I think sleep deprivation <laughs> is supposed to make you get more in touch with your intuition, but I do think that intuition <laughs> is one of those ancient forms of knowledge that we've just kind of gotten out of tune with over the centuries, over thousands of years, right? Like, I highly suspect that our ancient ancestors possessed a lot more ability to be intuitive with each other and their environment than we have in our technological world you know we're so used to hey how does this work or how do we do this let's find it on youtube right and follow the step-by-step -step directions mm -hmm. i wouldn't exactly call that intuition but that's kind of just the modern way of of doing things so when i re hear about people with intuition real intuition you know it makes me think of the ancient ways and I'm really happy to hear about those things because we couldn't have gardens. We couldn't have a successful society, in my opinion, without those things. 
Right. Well, everything has gotten so specialized, too. Everybody does their one thing and they do it well and they don't really use intuition anymore. They don't, doctors aren't told to use their intuition. <laughs> They're told to use their medical knowledge of what they've learned and they probably don't know as much about other things as you know people did in the past. Like you said, everybody just knew everything that they needed to survive and we've gotten so specialized that I think it puts us out of touch with our intuition. We're not allowed to use it as much anymore. Oh, absolutely. And I love this comment by listener Linda Zimmerman. Your first thought, your gut feeling is always right. You know, it reminds me of a famous quote by a famous general, General Patton. He said one time, you know, a good idea now is a lot better than a great idea later. So definitely, definitely pays, I think, to go with your gut instinct. Yeah. Every time I've second guessed my gut, I've been wrong. My gut instinct was always right. And then I change it at the last second and then it's wrong. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And we're talking with Lucy Castle, UFO witness, Palladian starseed, light warrior from the UK. I can't pronounce the name of her town, I don't think, but I, I'm going to try it. Leicester. Did I put, butcher that? Too oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lucy, what's the name of the town that you're from? Leicestershire. Ah. Tim used his intuition there. It didn't go so well. <laughs> I know. I, I used my intuition and tried to pronounce it like a, a sauce I like. Leicestershire sauce. So we'll, we'll just go with the UK for a little while. But we're talking to Lucy Castle, like I said, UFO witness, starseed, light warrior from the UK. Thanks to all of you for joining us. You know, this podcast could not be possible with listeners like you. Please give us a follow and a five-star rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Our interviews with Lucy will become podcasts that go out all over the world. So please follow, review, give us a rating, five stars. We appreciate all of you. (laughs) Yeah, if it's not five stars, just don't bother. (laughs) You you can actually hold on to those one stars. For a little, little longer, I'm <laughs> suspicious of some of our listeners. <laughs> Trent Leonard might have some one stars under their belt, but they could just hold on to those. Number four on our quiz of could you possibly be a Palladian starseed? Starseeds are amazing communicators. They have Palladians have a way with words. They naturally command charisma and charm, but in a gentle, wise non-manipulative way and i have to say honestly that so in my interaction with lucy castle who's been kind enough to join us again this time without all the technical difficulties that smitty and mr j our military consultant brought she is nothing if not charming charismatic gentle and wise and i have not sensed any sort of manipulation from you at all Lucy thank you very much <laughs> you're you're very genuine now if I if I ask CJ what do you what do you think CJ do you do you match this this category of are you a Palladian I star mean, it's not every day that I call myself charming and charismatic but um sure yeah I'll take it 
<laughs> no, I do think that I, I tend to be a good communicator. I love to write. I like to be on this podcast. I enjoy other people. I enjoy communicating with other people. So sure, I think I fall under that category a bit. Listener Sandra says, I have all of those characteristics we've talked about so far. Sometimes she drives her family crazy, but she doesn't want to stop to help other people because that's her mission. Oh, she doesn't want to stop with the characteristics. I might have said that a little wrong. And not just people, but all, <laughs> all the living She does want things. to stop and help other people. I get it now. It reminds me of, you know what? I was riding my bike around the neighborhood. I like to do extreme biking on the sidewalks in my subdivision. And I noticed a little traffic jam at the entrance to the neighborhood. I call it extreme dad biking. I've got a few videos out there. But I noticed a little traffic jam to the entrance of our neighborhood. And I just thought, what in the world is going on here? You know, So I got to stop check this out. Kind of like one of my favorite movies, The Burbs. Except it's not Halloween. You know, I got to kind of be in tune what's happening in the neighborhood. And traffic was stopped for a turtle trying to get across the road into our neighborhood lake and i thought wow this is this is pretty great right here you've got multiple cars stopped lots of people getting out to help the turtle thank goodness it wasn't a giant snapping turtle from the other lake that could have ended badly for someone but i do think that the turtle made it safely i think it was a box turtle to the lake on this side of the road <laughs> Apparently, CJ did some sort of cool magic trick. <laughs> Scott, what was my magic trick? <laughs> Apparently, not everybody knew there was a baby hiding under there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, to be fair, that did just kind of look like a cool <laughs> alpaca poncho you were wearing. <laughs> It could have come from my favorite seller of alpaca goods, but I can't remember their name. What are they called, CJ? <laughs> What's that? My favorite seller of alpaca goods in California. Oh, yes. it's Yeah, they are KT Lee Ranch alpacas. KT-Lee KT Ranch alpacas. Yep, the letter spell? K, the letter T-Lee, L-E-E, alpacas. Lee alpacas, great. So it could, you know, all of a sudden you're wearing a, a cool KT Lee alpaca poncho. Next thing you know, boom, there's a baby. <laughs> Super skill set right there. You know what makes a Palladian light warrior star seat? And CJ, what do you think about this? They have a tend to have a strong sense of purpose or an unfulfilled purpose. Palladian star seeds often have a strong drive and devotion to their reason for being. I'm gonna let Lucy go first. Do you feel like you have that drive, Lucy? We are all Palladians. Um, Palladians are here to help consciousness evolution journey and our mission is to support mankind to un understand that we're all one. We're all pure consciousness together as one. To be continued. This has been All Things Unexplained.